Chicken nuggets for you here, Omar. <laughs> Sorry, what we'll do? What we'll do? Tell me about your lunch today. How many nuggets you have? Had to push about twenty of them. Uh, you know, got them spicy. Also, got some buttermilk ranch on the side. Some fries. <laughs> some sea salt. You know, them sea salt fries at Wendy's, boy. I, I'll tell you. I'm not. So, I like the old original fries better myself. Nah, man. Sea salt is it is. Sea salt's healthier for you too. Yeah, I feel like I'm getting old. When you say twenty nuggets, back in the day. That wouldn't have been that big a That's deal. That's a starter. That's like a starter back in the but day. But now, now it's, like, tw- it's like, how do you eat 20 nuggets and fries you're making and a feel, drink? You're making me feel real guilty. I had a Fanta. Remember, remember That's like the worst soda that you is can a worst, have, yeah. too. Remember getting Fantas after gym? Oh, God. Oh Nothing God. tastes better than it. It was so refreshing. You can't, so refreshing. After, like, playing basketball or oh something. Oh, my God. But, yeah, like Umar said, it's Fantasy Football Week 2 podcast. Last week's podcast I did on my own. That may have been the worst podcast I ever did. I'm so I just He needs me here. I'm glad to put this one up so I can take that one off. I don't even want it on the site. Like I just wanted something up there uh-huh. on uh, our new website which you can check out at the You can follow our sports blogs, podcasts and uh, all kinds of great stuff. As well as you can email the show. You can email any one of us at theinandoutshow.com, but just use info at theinandoutshow.com. Next week, I'd like to do a uh, suggestion as far as uh, mm-hmm. sit em, start em's for uh, your roster, uh, things like that. Um, but this week on the show, we got, uh, after Monday night's embarrassment of the Washington Redskins... The first half was an embarrassment. It was. The so first half, it got better. We're going to go over whether or not we think RG3 owners should be worried uh, throughout the 2013 year. Mm-hmm. Also, we got a recap of a segment we're going to call The Good, The Bad, and The Unexpected uh, Week 1 uh, Performances for Fantasy Football, as well as some Week 2 sit em and Stardoms. Um, took a while to go through those. I think we got some good ones. Yeah. And then uh, we'll just finish up with some news and notes uh, that you should know for uh, Week 2. And uh, I guess we'll go ahead and start off with the most debated, probably longest segment of the show tonight, which is going to be RG3. Right. I mean, you've heard nothing about but this guy since... Since January. Really, since since his rookie year, but especially since... The injury. The injury, and all in for week one. And uh, I don't want to get too much just biased in the Ritzkin stuff, because it is a fantasy sports show. But what did you think week one? Did you think he looked healthy or was it just a rust thing? I think he looked very rusty. And, you know, that. I mean, think about it like this. The guy hasn't played since January, since he got hurt. He has seen no game action in the preseason. He was basically doing seven on seven drills and then doing 11 on 11 drills where he doesn't get hit. So in the first half, it definitely showed that he was timid. He was rusty on his throws. He was late. 
you know, as you can see with throwing into triple coverage, the first interception, and then after halftime, throwing off his back foot. Yeah, Gruden uh, was pointing out his footwork was terrible. His footwork, and it was terrible. And you know, and that and that comes with that. That's stuff that comes with preseason, and it all, everyone's been saying, you know. There's no quarterback in the league that says that, you know, they, they don't want to do preseason because it, that's where you build, you know, that's where you fix up all those mistakes, especially like footwork. That's what makes quarterbacks great. Like you look at Peyton Manning, you know, Tom sure. Brady, these guys, they're not running quarterbacks, but they have such great footwork in the pocket, which Definitely. makes them so deadly. You know what I, I mean? I'll give you his stats. He finished the game, like you, you touched on earlier, second half much better than the first. 30 for 49. Didn't seem like it. He threw the ball 49 yeah. times. But 30 for 49. 329 yards, two touchdowns, and two interceptions. I didn't even realize this. That was his first multi-interception game of his career. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you think about it. He only had five interceptions last year. Yeah, and he also uh, five carries for 24 yards, and the Eagles on paper sacked him three times. No. You know, I like that. I like that. You know what stat I like, though? Five carries for 24 yards. Though, not, not a lot. Not, not a too lot. little. Exactly. Yeah. It, you, it, it's, he ran the ball when he needed to. And you saw more in the second half. He when he starts playing his game, he'll be back. So if you if you ask me the question should RG3 fan or owners be worried? No. Because it's going to take time. The, the do no you one think can deny hundred, the, do you no think one can deny this factor. I, you know what? You think it's just a conditioning getting back I think to the thing? I think it's I think it's part of conditioning. I think it's also him getting used to playing with that knee brace on. And you understand He's going to keep playing with this knee brace on. His knee's going to get stronger, and his body's going to get used to doing the things that it used to do with that knee brace on. Sure. So I think it's going to take time. I, I'd give him maybe another week or two. But as we all know, RG3 has this his mentality. Something like this is not going to hold him back. He's going to no. he's gonna be back. There's not too many more people you'll find more determined. And to, dedicated uh, to. And and I think this, this game is only going to make him stronger. Right. He's only going to prove. I mean, that's all it's been about is proving the Dowlers, proving the people wrong, saying he can't get back for week one. He's not mm-hmm. Adrian Peterson. Mm-hmm. And uh, he didn't have a good week one performance. But, uh, I mean, if you technically, if you look on paper, he it's not bad. No, not you, bad. Two touchdowns, two interceptions. When you think about this, 300, this over 300 yards passing. He had a bad game and had 300 and, over 300 yards passing. And then you, like we were talking about earlier, if we get that fumble recovery, the way that the second half was going, who knows? You know? Yeah, I mean, he got put into a tough spot with uh, that fumble by Alfred Morris early. Yeah. I mean, the pressure again, that really... Was a, that was a 95-mile-per-hour fastball that yeah. he pitched, too, though. I mean, now it wasn't, you know, and, and the, no more easy than that. You that fumble do was something. actually put on him, too. It wasn't put on Morris. That fumble was put on uh, No, the Griffin. first fumble when Morris got it stripped. Oh, how? no, 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 no. The, the very first... You're talking about the toss back in the end zone. That was on RG3. Yeah, well, no, I think no, they, it, was it touched Morris's hand, so I believe that counts... So it Morris. didn't show up in uh, for the stat lines. They oh, didn't okay. give it to... Uh, All right, well, I, I, I assume that it was his. Yeah. Okay. Whose fault do you think that was? Was that rg three? I think it was rg three's fault. But then again, you, we talked about this earlier. I don't think that play selection was a good... You know, no. A pitch in the end Calling zone. a pitch in the end zone. And the ball off and First the guy run up the middle. With a quarterback who hasn't exactly. seen any action. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't like that play call at all. That, so. And that's even even something like you know a, a pitch, a toss like that. That that takes time, you know what I mean. You have to develop that, you know. You have to work on that in, in the preseason and in practice. So you know, yeah, it definitely I mean, all showed. But you know what? I wouldn't be worried if I was. An clearly, RGB there owner. was a rust factor. I mean, him throwing a pass in the triple coverage and things. I mean, never just, seen that before. He's getting back to the swing of things. So just things that he normally wouldn't do, he did. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of say with a lot of players on the Redskins team. But uh, I do want to get your uh, your opinion on the read option. Do you think that's gonna, should be? 
or is going to be a staple of the Redskins offense. Yes. I heard that, you know, kind of offseason they said, you know, it's, it's going to be a, a threat. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a tool in the tool bag, basically, but it's not going to dominate maybe their offense this year as it did last year. Yeah. Do you think, we're you know, the Redskins and RG3, Alfred Morris, can be successful without that being a major part of the offense? I think we can. I, I'd like to. I'd still like to see the pistol. Because it is sure. very effective and it, and it creates... <laughs> Look how effective how, it was against us. Exactly. You know, I, I'd definitely like to see it still. But it's also a, a, a system where your quarterback gets exposed. And now with this whole rule that, you know, if the quarterback gives the ball off or fakes it, whatever the case is, he can still get hit. They treat him as a runner. Yeah. I don't want to see I don't want to see RG3 take any unnecessary hits. So, you know, I'd like to see it still. And I feel like we should at least run it like 60% of the time. Until it's stopped... Until, right. Yeah. Exactly. When if, if it ain't broke, then don't fix it. Exactly. Yeah. So and uh, I mean, there's a lot of people out there saying they don't think RG three. You know, waited until the bye week before he came back and played. But he set the whole thing up with in for week one. You can't rest. You definitely can't bench him now. Right. And to be honest, you shouldn't. If he's 100 percent healthy, that knee, you shouldn't. Because I mean, yeah, maybe Kirk Cousins could get you eight and eight, nine and seven. Maybe. Mm-hmm. You're you're not playing to be eight. But he's eight, not playing to be nine. He's seven. also not. You didn't trade how many draft picks? Right. You traded for. All those picks and built your franchise up or around RG three to win Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. And while we're not there yet, but that's that's the goal. And if it if you have to lose your first four games, which I hope doesn't happen, but if that's the case, then that's what you have to do. Yeah. But um, speaking of Super Bowl, we're twenty five to one odds. Still. Yeah. Mm. Well, I don't know if it's changed. I, I would I know, imagine I know, it's going to. I know coming into week one, we were twenty five to one, which now, is a pretty good. Yeah. The, the last thing I wanted to touch on on this RG3 thing is Clay Matthews in week two will be playing him. He had the late hit on San Francisco. Uh, or Yeah, on, on Colin Kaepernick. Kaepernick of San Francisco. He's kind of came out, said some things about read option quarterbacks. The best way to stop him is to hit him. Which is probably right. Yeah. But uh, he uh, seems as though, I mean, I never really knew, knew think, him as a dirty player. Right. But he took a, a really dirty shot. On uh, Kaepernick, I, I think hope a lot, that wouldn't happen. RG three. I, I think a lot so with, with 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 Kaepernick. I think there was there's a you know they they em, Kaepernick embarrassed them last year. He did. You know I, there there was this grudge that it was it 180 181 rusher? yards rushing. Yeah. There's a grudge that you know Clay Matthews was holding against Kaepernick, and there was all that chatter before the season started and all that. So sure. I think there was a I think. That's why I don't think Clay Matthews is a dirty player. No, I don't you know, think he's, so. He's either. one of the faces of the NFL. He's a great linebacker. So I don't. And I he's think, not an Dominica Sue. That's exactly. For sure. And I don't think. And you know, I don't think any. I don't. He's going to be taking any cheap shots on RG three. I mean, the guy's coming back from a knee injury. I don't think anyone's going to go after his knees anyway. So I think he'll be fine. And I don't. I don't expect uh, any dirty play from him or anything like All that. Right. So overall, RG three owners, no don't need be to worry. Don't be worried. Might take it. another week or two to get settled. I mean, we do have Oakland. What week three? Yeah. And so. we got Det- and we got Detroit. We got Detroit as well. And though we lost Detroit the past couple times, we have played them. In the, in Always the lose to Detroit. Seems I like. think I think it would definitely be a different Detroit and St. Louis. I don't know what it is yeah, about those teams. They got the Redskins numbers. <laughs> but uh, okay, yeah, I agree with you there. Definitely, the there's a hit right there. Oh yeah, there's the late hit. And uh, if you see Kaepernick, man, when he when he's on the ground, when it shows that slow motion, right? He took a shot. I mean, he bounced right back up. But I'm uh, surprised he didn't get tested for a concussion. You know, the way that his head's laying back. Yeah. You know I mean, what I mean? I don't know the whole deal with that. I mean, is that uh, how do they determine? Does the player have to say he's 
feeling symptom, concussion-like symptoms. Right. Kind of like Ryan Kerrigan, mm-hmm. which does not have a concussion. No, no concussion Happy no, to report that. Here's the slow motion. Watch this. Look how late of a hit that was. Oh, he was in the air. Now, watch his head when it slams back. Oh, yeah. See, that, that you know, if you ask me, that's, you know, this should be testing for concussion. <laughs> sure, sure does seem I mean, like same, it. same thing with the uh, RG3 one when he got body slammed. Yeah. You know, he got grabbed around the waist and slammed. You know, I thought, you know, he was slow to get up from that. Yeah. Yeah, that was a tough hit. I mean, I, uh. But I think Clay Matthews got it. I out think of his one system. good thing, yeah, exactly. He, he got it out of his system. I was about to say, I don't think he's gonna uh, try for you know. He's definitely gonna think twice about maybe a hit like that. Yeah. If he gets the chance, right? Uh, week because two. you know, honestly, if he t- he takes another shot like that, he's probably facing a fine or or you know some punishment by the league. So yeah, I would think. Like so. I said, I don't expect that. And RG three owners, do not be worried. He'll bounce back. I agree. I mean, it, if for some reason it's way too early to panic, right? With this guy, I mean, his first game. I wouldn't be worried either. Um, okay, on to the uh, next guy on the show, which I, gu- I guess we'll go over the uh, good, the bad, and the unexpected from week one in fantasy football. Uh, we'll start off with the quarterbacks, and uh, like I said, we'll do good performances, bad performances, and uh, some of the unexpected performances. First off, uh, we got all the scoring uh, from a standard ESPN league. Um, and if you had Peyton Manning, you probably won your week one matchup <laughs> before Thursday night was even over. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Manning finished with 46 points on the night with 462 pass yards, seven touchdowns. He broke his uh, new no career interceptions. High. New career high Man. for him, too. And, I mean, I, I uh, kind of watched on, uh, I think it was the NFL channel. Sometimes they do, like, you know, the Live Wire, whatever the show's called. Mm-hmm. And they, Terrell Suggs on there. You know, I've never been seen such disrespect of a defending Super Bowl champion team. And, I mean, they lost a lot of players, but this is what everybody expected of that Denver Broncos offense. Mm-hmm. Peyton Man- and now that he's got, you know, a year mm-hmm. under his belt there, you know. Added more targets. More healthy. More I mean, weapons out Demarius there. Thomas said he couldn't right. believe the improved arm strength for Manning mm-hmm. in one season. Yeah. Um, he was your number one guy this week, but uh, some other quarterbacks had some big weeks as well. Uh, Colin Kaepernick had 30 points. With 412 pass yards for three touchdowns, no picks, uh, and 22 rush yards. Uh, Eli Manning right behind him with 28 points. Uh, threw a lot of picks, threw three picks, but he did have 450 pass yards, almost up there with his brother. Uh, four touchdowns as well. Uh, Mike Vick finished with 25 points, 203 yards, two touchdowns, zero picks, with 54 rush yards and Philly's a touchdown. Philly's offense looks pretty dangerous. You know. it, they do. He did have but, one fumble. Yeah. Um, Aaron Rodgers, 24 points. He had 333 pass yards, three touchdowns, one interception, 13 rush yards. And finally, Andrew Luck, uh, only 178 pass yards, uh, two touchdowns, but 38 rush yards and a rushing touchdown. Andrew Luck, kind of underrated as a runner. He, yeah. I mean, he's not, you know, a scrambling quarterback per se. He's but smart. He knows when he to He can run. make plays with right. his feet if yeah. need be, definitely. Uh, the bad, some obvious ones here you guys wouldn't expect to have big performances, but Blaine Gabbert, who was injured towards the end of the game, only had 121 pass yards, zero touchdowns, two picks, 16 rush yards. He finished with a whopping one point. <laughs> so I imagine if you're starting him, you got much bigger problems yeah. on your fantasy team <laughs> than his one point. Uh, there, is, there is no reason why Blaine Gabbert should be on anyone's fantasy team. I don't care. Not even as your, a bench. Not even on the only way it could be bench. if you had a two quarterback 
you start two quarterbacks right. in your league. Even That's then, the only way I even, can see. Even then, I, 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 I think still might consider a Kirk someone Cousins. Else. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Jake Locker, uh, not much better. He finished with five points. He had 125 pass yards. Um, no, no touchdowns, no interceptions. But they got the win, so they did get the win. A so, sloppy, sloppy, game. sloppy win. But they, they won, so you can kind of live with that. Uh, well, not if you're not a fantasy, play. not a fantasy, yeah. but Christian Ponder uh, only had six points. He sucks. Two hundred thirty-six pass yards, one touchdown, but three picks. Uh, he had twelve rush, rush yards. Adrian Peterson is really the only uh, weapon they really seem to have in Minnesota. Um. Brandon Whedon, Brandon Whedon, he had nine points, 289 pass yards. Not bad pass yards-wise. One pass touchdown, but three picks. So that's not going to get the job done. And as you kind of just touched on with the uh, Jake Locker game, uh, Ben Roethlisberger in a sloppy game, only had nine points. Guy I recommended starting last week, he only had 191 pass yards, a touchdown, and an interception. I recommended him starting last week uh, because there wasn't much of a run game. So I figured he was going to be forced to throw the ball more than uh, they normally would. Mm-hmm. But uh, we'll touch on some of the injuries that went on through that game uh, towards the end of the show. A big loss for Big Ben and his offensive line. Um, some surprising Terrell Pryor uh, didn't watch the game. Uh, NFL debut. NF, you know, was this his NFL debut? I don't know if he played all last year. His first start. I, I know I, first start. I know he played last year, but this was his first. Like you said, first start. Another uh, quarterback being out, poor Matt Flynn. You know, you say poor Matt Flynn, the guy got paid, man. Yeah, he, he, yeah, well, one, right. one, one good game in yeah. the NFL. He's been paid. He got paid. He got paid when he went to Seattle. He got paid when he got to Oakland. And man, it's just sitting there collecting checks. Nothing wrong with that. What was the? Was it Todd Collins, Redskins old quarterback? He was bounced around. Remember Todd yeah, Collins? Yeah, I remember Todd Collins. He, like his first first start didn't come to like. Ten years Ten in the years league. After. He was a backup of, in Kansas City for a long time. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of the pace that uh, Matt Flynn seems to be on. <laughs> but uh, Terrell Pryor, 217 pass yards, one touchdown, two interception. But his biggest stat, 112 rush yards. It's good. It's good to see you. And uh, he's gotten a, uh, quite a good matchup <laughs> next week as well. We'll, we'll touch on the next segment. Um, and Carson Palmer, 17 points, 327 yards, two pass touchdowns, an interception with one fumble. I expected Palmer... Not to have a very impressive week. Uh, one, it's kind of seemed like his career's been on the decline. But a new new team, no running game, really. As a, you know, um, they actually ran the ball somewhat well. But Rashard Mendenhall, mm-hmm. coming off you know some injury, injury issues, wasn't even sure he was going to play this first right. week. But uh, Carson Palmer and the really good. Cardinals. I mean, you know, you saw the damage that he did when he was out in Cincinnati with Chad Johnson and TJ. When he was Zion. healthy before that, well, before he had, the knee was an ACL injury. Yeah, with it was him an injury as well. But, you know, Larry Fitzgerald is better than Chad Johnson. And I think, you know, that's going to be one of the key Cardinals could be a sleeper team this year. Yeah. They got a, a good secondary. Um, mm-hmm. They still got guys like, what, Doc? Doc is still on the line. You know what uh, I mean? Uh, is Dansby still there? I'm I don't sure know. I'm sure he's probably still there. I think Dansby's kind of bouncing around. No, Dansby's around. in Miami. Didn't he go to Miami? And ba- I'm not sure. I'm not sure if he came back. But, you know. They got players out there. They play in the NFC West. If you don't got a defense in the NFC West, then you're... Carson Palmer, guy, uh, if he's on your waiver wire and you're in need of a backup, definitely... definitely good good pickup. Definitely worth a pickup. Yeah. And then they got you know they got Floyd over there as well. They got Andre Roberts. Michael and, Floyd, yeah. So, definitely. You know, he's a second-year player who's, you know, learning from arguably one of the best wide receivers Great in the game. Great size so, and speed as yeah, well. So. Sure. Um, what about running backs, Homer? Uh, Kind of running backs, or let's see here. We got Adrian Peterson, who finished with 28... Points uh, on a 93 yards rushing, two touchdowns, and four catches for 18 yards and one receiving touchdown. Started the game with what a 70, 76 yard 
I believe opening it drive yeah. and really didn't do much there after that. I mean, he still had, you know, he had the eight, he had four catches, he had a receiving touchdown, he had another rushing touchdown in the game. Oh, he he, put a, he had a good, you know, good, good game, lead. but af, after that first play as far as rushing, right? Yeah. You would you would expect it almost a 200-yard game from him. Yeah. Another player, um Reggie Bush, 25 points, 90 yards rushing, four catches for 101 yards receiving with one touchdown. That's what they wanted out of him and I I'd, I'd expect to see a lot more right. of that this year as well. Yeah. The uh, only uh issue with Reggie Reggie Bush, is it uh, Jock Bell? Uh, yeah, he probably get just, to. Yeah, I got. To, yeah, I got him. Took uh, two of the uh, goal line carries. Yeah, um, which I guess Reggie Bush is known as a goal line. He's not. He's not a goal line runner, runner anyways. Anyway, but so. uh, it's a little disappointing if you're Reggie Bush. Um, if you were, if you're a Redskins fan, you know what happened on Monday night. Yeah. Shady McCoy, 184 yards. Kind of Why do they call him Shady McCoy? I don't know. I don't even know. Everyone calls him Shady McCoy. And now it's, it's stuck. I kind of like calling. I don't even like calling him Lashawn. I know. Shady, like, Shady McCoy, 184 yards rushing, uh, one rushing touchdown, one catch for five yards, 24 fantasy points. Uh, Matt Forte, 15 points, 50 yards rushing, one rushing touchdowns, four catches for 41 yards. Kind of what you expect out of Matt Forte. He's a great sure. receiving running back. You know That should be about his, his stats. Yeah. All year long, right. not really going to be a hundred yard uh, rushing guy. But hopefully, just if he can stay healthy for the year, because yeah. he's basically—I don't think he's played a full season yet. Should be between that 60, 80 yard game, couple catches, mm-hmm. uh, rushing, receiving. Another player who tied for fifteen points was Jamal Charles out in Kansas City as they beat up on Jacksonville. Seventy-seven yards rushing, one rushing touchdown, three catches for thirty-six yards. Is uh, Jamal Charles he known for catching passes? Uh, he, I think he can catch the ball. He has. He's one of those. You know those same. I don't build, know that about him. Those same build. He's like the same built type of players like Reggie Bush and Lashawn McCoy. Yeah, but I mean, I know. Back, I know he's more of a you know a primary back though. Like Reggie Bush really isn't the guy that's going to get twenty five carries consistently. Right. Whereas Jamal Charles, he can handle that work. Mm-hmm. Um, the bad. Let's get into this. Worst player. Worst running back of the week. Christian Ivory. Of the New York Jets, 15 yards rushing, got you one fantasy point. He was a guy that was brought in the offseason and paid to be the starter. And then he kind of had some injury issues towards the end of the preseason, slowed him down. So they gave technically the starter, listed as the starter on the depth chart, was uh, is it Bilal Powell? Yeah. You say that name? Bilal Powell, yeah. But Ivory is still projected to be the starter. And he, and he got a decent amount of work, but certainly didn't do anything with it on Sunday. The next player, uh, he only got us two. He only got two fantasy points, and I was personally expecting a lot more, yeah. and, and ended up not even getting any play like any any PT. Was Monty Ball up in Denver who got twenty four yards rushing? It was it was expected to be the starter, but at the before before I believe it was like before the game started, they decided to start Noshan Moreno, and basically Noshan Moreno just ran the ball most of the game. It was kind of expected that uh, Moreno is kind of going to be the. Uh... Lead guy there, mm-hmm. uh, especially with his uh, pass blocking abilities yeah. for Peyton Manning. It's really going to be a three headed system right. with uh, Ronnie Hillman, uh, Nosha Moreno, Monty Ball. Monty Ball, obviously the guy with the most potential, the guy they they'd love to be out there majority of the time, and the guy that I want to see out there because he's on my one of my fantasy teams. Yeah. so I definitely want to see him. I was going to draft him, you know, if he was available drafts. And fortunately, a lot of people scooped him up. I guess they just figured with that high power Denver offense. Yeah, exactly. Offense. That he's going to get a touch. So too. Eddie Lacy kind of fell to me, which yeah. I'm. Didn't have a great game, but I'm kind of glad. Another player that uh, finished also with two points was Stephen Ridley, who was supposed to be the starter. He finished with 46 yards rushing and one fumble. Well, Stephen, when he got that fumble, he got benched. That's when he got benched, and that's yeah. when... And it was the yeah. Shane Vereen show from yeah. there. Uh, 
Next player we have is C.J. Spiller. He finished with three fantasy points, 41 yards rushing, five catches for 14 yards, and also one fumble. This is a guy that many had taken as the next I running back behind Adrian early. Peterson. I took him very early as well. I mean, he was rated very high. You know with what I mean? Arian Foster, you know, not being injury issues and things like that, mm-hmm. and C.J. Spiller just as many touches as he got. I think he'll bounce back too because, you know, what we saw that that Buffalo offense, it's going to be a pretty explosive offense, especially if E.J. Manuel plays like he, how he played. And, you know, with the fact that E.J. Manuel can run, he's always going to – it's always going to make them, you know – Sure, and and I mean, it's not that, uh, you know, New England has a great defense, but when they have a whole offseason to prepare for that game, they're going to be prepared, you know, with Bill Belichick. Good – you know, if you're a C.J. Spiller owner, I wouldn't panic. I forget the the number, but he saw a lot of touches, and Mm -hmm. he was on the field for a majority of the game. So no reason to panic there. He just just had a bad week. It happens. Now, two players that finished with – Four fantasy points and well, two I believe guys. there's one more. Um, no, no, there's a couple more. Yeah, it's two two guys that both finished. Oh, with I four thought you points. were going to the. Uh, no, 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 no. I got you. There's two guys that finished with four fantasy points and uh, you know two studs for the most part. Marshawn Lynch only 43 yards, no touchdowns and two catches and nine yards against Carolina and Maurice Jones Drew against Kansas City only 45 yards rushing. You can kind of understand the Jones Drew just cuz of the but Jacksonville Lynch, team though. The Marshawn Lynch I think was the surprise. surprise. There was no beast mode in Carolina, I know that much. No. I mean Carolina is a very underrated defense, yeah. uh, especially up front, but you would expect Marshawn Lynch to have especially it was a close game. So 12 to 7. You would think, you know, yeah. you're still going to be running the ball. A uh, couple of the surprising players from week 1, we touched on it earlier Shane Vereen finished with 15 fantasy points. Uh, after the uh, Stephen Ridley fumble, finished with uh, 101 yards rushing, seven catches for 58 yards. If he was in a PPR league, he killed for you. Yeah, this he week. killed for you. And uh, also, we also touched on this earlier: Jock Bell of the Detroit Lions, 25 yards rushing, two rushing touchdowns, five catches for 67 yards. It was basically the Reggie Bush and Jacques Bell show. Yeah, they like Bell. Week. I don't know much about Bell's size. If he's I don't know much about back, him either. But uh, I know he can catch the football in the right. backfield. So. Uh, that was the good, the bad, and the surprising running backs back. for week one. Uh, we're going to go ahead and go into the good, bad, and surprising wide receivers. And we want to start off with Victor Cruz, who got you 29 fantasy points on five catches, who I went 118 against. yards, and three touchdowns. I was making the comeback Sunday night, you know, right before the Sunday night game kicked off. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, I got a chance. Hopefully, Victor Cruz doesn't go off. And uh, go off, he did. Yeah. Two guys that both finished with 28 points. We have A.J. Green and Demarius Thomas. Demarius Thomas finishing with five catches for 161 yards rush. Uh, excuse me, receiving and two receiving touchdowns. A.J. Green with nine receptions, 162 yards and two touchdowns as well. When I drafted, kind of expect, uh, kind of you kind of expect that you know those kind of numbers out of those those two guys. A.J. Green being arguably, and in, in my eyes, the best wide receiver. That's in the what game. I was just about to get on when I drafted Calvin Johnson. Right. Because I had A.J. Green last year. We had a touchdown. I think on every game but mm-hmm. two. So it was. It's not a simple decision to just draft Calvin Johnson as your mm-hmm. number one receiver with AJ Green there. Yeah. Uh, another guy, and I, I kind of thought we could put this in the surprising uh, category as well. But Anquan Bolden, twenty six points, thirteen catches, two hundred eight yards, and one receiving touchdown. I mean, that's a surprising. He's been in the league for, for a, a guy while. that was traded for a sixth right. round pick. Exactly. Great rapport with with Kaepernick. Definitely looks like, and and I think. You know, with Crabtree going, John, I think they're gonna be just they're gonna be just fine. Yeah, they're, they're gonna be, be fine. they're gonna be fine. Again, Bolden, one of those guys. If you had in the PPR league, Kill that's you. an extra thirteen points exactly. there. Exactly. And then uh, to finish it off, 
Uh, Larry Fitzgerald, we talked about this earlier. Eight catches, 80 yards, two touchdowns. Carson Palmer and him looking good together. And how many I, t- was it? Fitzgerald only had what three touchdowns all of last yeah. year, I believe. Yeah, it was something like I think it was only three. It was like, yeah, but they had what John Skelton. Who else did they? Kevin Cobb. <laughs> I think another guy. Carousel, the carousel over there. Uh, the bad. I, guy who I had on my team would still have, but he ain't seen any playing time anytime soon. Now I don't know if this is you put J- Jay Jones. James Jones. It's James Jones at Green Bay. Zero catches, zero yards. Not even do anything. He didn't even get a target. And he's and he's projected very high. And uh, he was projected very well, high. Well, he was because um, he was actually ahead of Jordy Nelson. No, Greg Jennings and Jordy yeah. Nelson with the inju- the knee injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe it was the knee that he was dealing with. He didn't even get target. Yeah, another guy uh, who had a very, very, well, very bad opening for his new team. Mike Wallace, one catch, fifteen yards, for the Miami Dolphins. Uh, I I called that on the, I see, on the show last you know, week. They they said that he uh, he complained this week because he didn't like the way that they used him, and I agree with them. He's a he's a good receiver, and you know, I like the way Joe Hayden shut him down. Yeah, exactly. Like. I mean, Tannehill needs to get the ball to him. You ask me, and uh, also Roddy White finished with only one point, uh, two catches for 19 yards, no touchdowns. Uh, he's battling an injury, and you know you got Julio Jones on the other side, so you know it's and Gonzalez I, in the middle. And you would Steven think Jackson. Roddy White would have done a little bit more in that kind of shootout of the game, right. but uh, like you said, he was hampered yeah. by that injury. I think a, a 100% healthy Roddy White, you wouldn't see those kind right. of stats. Uh, Chris Givens, who, another one I called, who I you know obviously. I don't, I don't draft Jacksonville players at all. I don't care what they He's did last year. He's not a Jacksonville year. player. That's, oh, uh, excuse me. Oh, St. Louis. St. Louis. Yeah. I was thinking You're Cecil, thinking Cecil Shorts. Shorts. Cecil Shorts, yeah. But yeah, Chris Givens, two catches, 27 yards. Got you two fantasy points. T.Y. Hilton only got you two fantasy points, three Both catches. Both those guys, people were huge on this week. Mm-hmm. as kind of sleepers. Hilton finished with three catches and 20 yards. And surprising also, uh, Des Bryant only finished with two fantasy points, four catches on 22 yards. And also... Uh, rolled his ankle, has a was a mild, mild foot, foot sprain, sprain yeah. so look out for that. And, uh, He's see expected how to play him. this week, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know if you should expect much more than that. Uh, Hankerson in the surprising section, we got Leonard Hankerson finished with 20 points, five catches, 80 yards, two touchdowns. Mike, uh, Mike Shanahan raved about him in his press yeah. conference. Uh, Julian Edelman finished with 19 points, seven catches for 79 yards, and two f- receiving touchdowns. Brian Hartline, who basically got all of Mike Wallace's touches in Miami. Pretty much. Uh, got nine receptions, 114 yards, and a touchdown. Jerome Simpson finished with 14 points, seven catches, 140 yards, no touchdowns, though. And finally, to cap it off, Eddie Royal also got you 14 points, three catches, 24 yards, two, two receiving touchdowns. Those were your the good, the bad, and the unexpected, the surprising, whatever you want, to, whatever word you want to put it for wide receivers this week. Gotcha. Okay, tight ends. I'll run through real quick. Um, Jerry Cook Jr. Uh, he had twenty four points this week. Junior? Yeah, I believe he's a junior. <laughs> I don't think he's a junior. They don't show him as junior. In Madden, I'm pretty sure he's listed as junior. Oh, okay. <laughs> Two years ago, that's when I first kind of found out about him. Oh, okay. Eighty four yeah. speed rating. I was all over that. Six eight, right? Nah, shut up. Uh, it's not uh, Chris Barber out there. <laughs> Um, he had seven catches, 141 yards, two receiving touchdowns, and a fumble. Very easily could have had three mm-hmm. touchdowns. Did you see that play by uh, the Honey Badger? No, I did not. Yeah, right before he was about to cross the goal line. Uh, Stripped it. Swatted bat- it out of yeah, his hands. Yeah, swatted it out of his hands. Oh, okay. um, great play by the Honey Badger. But uh, Jerry Cook Jr. looked impressive, uh, as he did in the preseason uh, for St. Louis. Um, Vernon Davis, guy on my fantasy team, finished for 21 points. Uh, six catches, 98 yards, two touchdowns. 
Uh, Jason Witten finished with 19 points on eight catches for 70 yards and two touchdowns. And Owen Daniels had a good game as well with 18 points, five catches for 67 yards and two it scores. Good, it was a good week for tight ends. These guys, they did. Some of these guys, all these guys, all those guys, two, two touchdowns, touchdowns. You know what yeah. I mean? That's very um, surprising. And, the bad Brandon Pettigrew, a guy who I think he's got know, some math. I don't. I think he has all the physical tools. It just it when when he when he gets on the field, he just doesn't get it done. He just it, it doesn't happen. He's even on a team where he should be successful. Right. I mean, you got Calvin Johnson getting the double coverage. Now you've got Reggie Bush, who Who's they're keeping eye on. Yeah. I mean, you should be able to get and open. Matt Stafford, who threw for five thousand yards last year, you should. I don't see. I don't see why he doesn't. Why he doesn't produce. He got you negative two fantasy points. Right. Two receptions for six yards and a fumble. Uh, the I don't know how to pronounce this guy's name. He did worse than Tebow this week. He did. <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce this guy's name, but the the, the rookie Zach Sudfeld. Is it Sudfeld? Sudfeld, the undrafted yeah. guy that they, yeah, from they Patriots. Really but you can't expect much. I mean, he's undrafted, and then you know what I mean. He's been kind of been dealing with. Uh, I don't remember the injury. I want to say hamstring off the top of my mm-hmm. head. Uh, but he didn't. Uh, I think he had one target, but uh, uh, no stats for him. Uh, Kobe Fleener, a guy who really, uh, you know, he, he he's he's, uh, he's what's the other guy great. there? He's not that great. What's the other tight end in the Indianapolis? Uh, I'm not sure. I forget his name, but uh, he he saw most of the work, uh-huh. uh, or most of the targets came his way. Bring Dallas Clark back to Indianapolis. Yeah, but uh, Fleener got you zero points on one catch. For seven yards. Uh, Kyle Rudolph. Hurt me right here. Kind of a Kyle Rudolph game, though. He's kind of yeah. one of those guys who gets you two points. Like this week, two catches for 27 yards. Next week, he'll put up you know, three catches for 14 yards, but two touchdowns. Right. He's just one He's of those just guys. He's a big, red, big zone target. red zone target. That, you know, he had, I mean, he had eight touchdowns last year. So, um, Most disappointing for me, I did not start this guy. I started him in some of my leagues. Fred Davis, two catches for 22 yards. Uh, contract year for Fred Davis, guy who hasn't really gotten paid because of some off-the-field issues. And injuries as well. You would think that he's really going to be giving his all this year to uh, perform, to earn that big contract. A very disappointing game uh, for Fred Davis. But again, back. that was kind of a, the whole Redskins struggle as a whole. Right. But uh, the surprising, uh, is it Jordan Cameron, I believe? Yeah. That's how you, is it Jordan? Yeah, Jordan uh, The rookie tight end in Cleveland, huge game for him. And he was really Cleveland's only uh, threat in the receiving game. Nine catches for 108 yards and a touchdown. Uh, I like him again this week as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Kellen Winslow Jr., he's not even the starter in uh, the Jets. I don't even know if he was projected to make the team. The original, He wasn't even on the team yeah. until uh, was it Keller got injured. Yeah. Uh, he had a big game. Seven catches, 79 yards, and one touchdown. I would not expect that very often from him. Yeah, I don't expect He's, he's not I don't even expect practicing. That. He gets like a day off every week or Honestly, something. Honestly, this is probably going to be the last time you hear his name on the show. So. Yeah, it very <laughs> well could be. Um, that's it for uh, your week one recap. Um, oh no, I forgot one. I did because I, I put him with the good, right. but I figured that's since a, that since it is a week one, right. it should be surprising. But uh, Julius Thomas, the former basketball player turned tight end in Denver, had five catches for 110 yards and two receiving touchdowns. And 23 I think that's, points. That's no fluke. And no, I, and you know, and this is the guy t- we talk about with the athletic ability, right? So with all and with all the. You know, outside receivers that Peyton Manning has. How do you cover everybody? Exactly, and then you put him up the middle. He's 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 bigger than D backs. He's probably faster than linebackers. He's gonna be a, he's gonna be a matchup problem every week. And when you got Demarius Thomas, Eric Decker, Wes Welker on the outside, you got Peyton Manning. When you know Peyton Manning throwing the ball, he, this guy's gonna kill all you. If I'm a defense, you know, at least for these next couple weeks, 
I'm stopping Demarius Thomas and Wes Welker first before I'm worried about Julius Thomas. No. Until this guy mm-hmm. proves that he's doing mm-hmm. this consistently, you know, he's going to get his chances, and I expect him to perform myself. Um, you got Peyton Manning. And uh, and Peyton Manning's going to get him the ball. You saw what he did with Dallas Peyton Manning loves tight ends. Yeah, he loves him. So now, he's, so now that Peyton Manning's got a especially solid when tight you get, end. Especially when you got these, you know, these teams that start playing these zone coverages, try to play zone coverage on him, he's going to eat him up up the middle. Sure. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. So, Okay. We'll... Uh, We'll go ahead and get into uh, some week two cinnamon stardoms. Uh, I think we got a really good list for you guys this week. Uh, we'll start with uh, the quarterbacks. Um, some of these are obvious, but uh, with, with the great matchups, you know, I feel like we have to mention them. Um, I'll do so. I'll do the stardoms. You want to do the sitems? Sure. Okay. The stardoms. Drew Brees. Uh, obviously, he's Drew Brees. You know, he's one of the best passers in the league. But They'll be facing the Tampa Bay defense that uh, ranked last in, in the uh, league last year in pass defense. Uh, two, I got Aaron Rodgers. He'll be playing Washington's defense, who uh, did not look that impressive against Philadelphia. Uh, Washington, <laughs> That's an understatement. To say the least. Washington uh, got two rookies. Uh, we see a lot of playing time in this in the secondary. They ranked 30th against the pass last year. Uh, I expect Rodgers to have a pretty good game yep. against the Redskins. Uh, and three, Peyton Manning. Uh, Giants can't, can't beat him. I mean, seven touchdowns last week. You know. Yeah, Giants are, were a turnover machine last week as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, expect, expect Peyton Manning to get plenty of opportunities. <laughs> right. Giants were 28th against the pass last year. Manning's a must-start every week, but expect a big week from Peyton this week. Uh, going into the sit-ums, Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, Bengals were seventh in pass defense last year. They lost Maurice Pouncey for the year, and they still have no running game. They so basically, Big Ben's all by himself. There. By he's himself, duck. he's gonna be running. He's gonna be scrambling around, moving, being all shifty, and he's gonna eventually get sacked. And just don't start him. Uh, Geno Smith, Patriots were 29th against the pass, but short week and no running game support with Christian Ivory back there. Geno Smith's still a rookie. He's gonna make mistakes. Uh, and basically, if you ask me, if they if they you know that linebacker in Tampa Bay doesn't get that penalty in the end of the game, they probably lose that. I mean, he's game. kind of an intriguing start. He's an athletic guy, can get some points mm-hmm. on the ground, but uh, not not the week to yeah. take a chance on him. Uh, another guy, Christian Ponder, said him three picks last week and a lost fumble last week. They're playing against the Bears, who were eighth in the pass defense last season. Let's be honest; it's a one man show in Minnesota. Yeah. It's AP or nothing. So sit him and. Uh, Quick sleeper pick, and expect him to have a pretty good week. Terrell Pryor, we talked about him earlier. He had, what, over 100 yards rushing, yeah. 217 yards passing, and they're playing Jacksonville. It's an matchup so, this week. You know, expect, you know, if he, if, if, I would like to see him improve on what he did last week. Sure. And Jacksonville is the perfect team to do and, it against. And, Darren and McFadden, I'm going to be so disappointed if he does not produce this Darren week. McFadden should have... I'm completely uh, writing him off if he doesn't. McFadden should have a good game. That should only make things easier for uh, Trell Pryor next week as well. Guy, I really didn't uh, expect that from Trell Pryor week one. Um, yeah. So no reason not to expect that, I guess, in week two against Jacksonville. Uh, running backs, your starters... LaShawn McCoy, after what he did last week to Washington, uh, that's a guy you're, you're, you're going to want to keep in your lineup. Yeah, I mean, he catches the ball, too. He's a, you know. But uh, he's got a great matchup this week against San Diego. They were six in the rust last season, but, uh, again, you're going to want to ride McCoy. Uh, San Diego team that's not very good on offense, so uh, they're not going to possess the ball for very long of the game. Uh, Eagles should dominate that game. Uh, number two, Doug Martin. He had a decent week last week. Uh at best, but uh, he'll be playing a Saints defense that finished dead last in uh, rush defense last year. Uh, he had 24 carries in week one. Expect him to see about the same amount of reps in week two. 
And we just kind of touched on with the trail prior, Darren McFadden uh, playing a terrible Jacksonville team that was 30th in the league uh, against the rush last year. Uh, I think and he, and I feel like he needs a game like he needs a he break. Does. He needs it too for himself. And, and uh, this is one know, of those games. It's where, one of those uh, games where I'm looking. I'm going to be watching. Definitely if, achievable. Yeah, exactly. I'm definitely going to be looking out for the Raiders in this one. Some sit-ems, Zoomer. Uh, so the sit-ems, I'm going to go with Marshawn Lynch. He has a tough matchup against the 49ers and coming off a 43-yard performance against Carolina. Uh, I don't expect Beast Mode to be taking flight anytime soon. I mean, Marshawn Lynch had good games game. against uh, 49ers last year. Yeah, you know what? It's like it's. It, I want to. I want to start him because I, I got that. You know that he's going to Marshawn Lynch. It's Marshawn Lynch. They're playing San Francisco. They're hated rivals. You know he's going to give it his all, but. Let's be honest, man. It's San Francisco's defense, their run defense is no joke either. So. And it's early in the year. Yeah. I mean, they're still kind of gelling. You know, that running backs, uh, you, you would think kind of the running game, I think, is a little more easier to get started than the passing game where you have developing chemistry mm. with receivers and mm-hmm. such. But the running backs struggled in week one. Yeah. Uh, C.J. Spiller, number two. Sit him. Uh, he's going against a very underrated Carolina defense that had Malshawn Lynch that we just touched on to only 43 yards. So, and, uh, and only four fantasy points. So... Sit C.J. Spiller. And again, these aren't guys we're saying bench for a nobody. But if you have a better option, right? You are uh, someone even comparable. You 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 definitely want to consider it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and finally, last sit him, uh, Ryan Matthews, a guy who's been hurt past two years. Uh, last, first game Big of the season against Houston, only had 33 yards rushing, and split a lot of time with Ronnie Brown and Danny Woodhead. And also, they're playing a Philly defense that. Did a very good job against the Washington Redskins when it came to defending the run. So expect Ryan Matthews to basically give you nothing this week. Basically so the similar him. stats without right. a touchdown. Yeah. Uh, and a surprise, our surprise pick, uh, Daryl Richardson of St. Louis had 20 carries last week for 63 yards and also added five catches for 33 yards. He'll be facing an Atlanta defense that ranked 21st in the league last year and gave up 77 yards rushing and eight targets to Steven Jackson last week. So... You know, Sam Bradford, he has himself a running back who could stay healthy. Well, no, actually, I think he's a little. I think he's a little. Is he, they say he's questionable. I don't. I, don't he has, I think so. they said Darryl, they said Daryl Richardson had his foot examined, but Isaiah Pede, their other running back, the rookie, he's still suspended another game. Well, this is his second year now. He was a rookie last year. Oh, he was a rookie, rookie last yeah, year. Yeah, because I was big on him last year. I was hoping he'd be big you oh, know, I thought he this, was year. this year. Oh, but okay. uh, Daryl Richardson's kind of but the guy there. Isaiah Pete also still – he's still suspended one more game, so expect Daryl Richardson to, like I said, get the majority of the carries. Yeah, he's one of those guys that if he's on your bench, if you got a flex spot, uh, he's one of those guys you want to get in your lineup this week. He was projected 14 points last week and uh, definitely showed out. So, yeah. Sure. Uh, wide receivers, some starters. Randall Cobb, uh, he got 12 targets last week. Uh, seven catches for 108 yards against San Francisco. So, um, Cobb faces Ridskin's secondary. That was ranked 30th in pass defense last last season. And again, uh, they've got two sec two uh, rookies. Two rookies. They get a lot of play time in the secondary. And two corners who are in uh, D'Angelo Hall and Josh Wilson, who subpar at best. Yeah. So best days behind it. Well, Josh Wilson's still younger, but D'Angelo Hall is uh, while he can play good coverage at times. He's definitely a guy that can be beat, mm-hmm. uh, especially one-on-one. Yep. Uh, Andre Johnson, you know, a household name. You're obviously starting him, but I expect a big week from him. He was targeted 16 times in the 12 catches for 146 yards uh, last week. He, had a, he has a good matchup with Tennessee. Uh, it was 26 against the pass in 2012. I uh, expect another big week for Andre Johnson. Uh, Deshaun Jackson, nine targets for seven catches and 104 yards. 
uh, one Eight touchdown last week, and uh, he gets an even e- well, I don't know, but easier, but uh, pretty similar matchup with the San Diego defense. Uh, that was torched by Matt Schwab last week for 346 yeah. yards. Allowed them to come back after being <laughs> down, 21, I mean, 21 points, points right? in the second half they yeah. overcame. For, I think it was 24 unanswered points. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple sit We're going to start off with Torrey Smith. He's going to be lined up against Joe Hayden, who basically shut down Mike Wallace to one catch in 15 yards. And he's going to also be playing with our fellow wide receiver, Jacoby Jones, who helped spread the offensive and, you know, no, Ed, no, uh, Dennis Pitta still. Ed Dixon. It's not, not really not, any threats not, in the receiving yeah, game. He's not, the only not one. Much. And you know, I think they're going to expect a lot, a lot out of Ray Rice this week. And when it comes to the yeah, receiving game, gonna, they're going to. But still, don't don't start him. Uh, Joe Hayden's going to shut him. Yeah, down. I mean receivers. There's a. I mean, you, you're going to have more, you have better options than him. You got more options of receivers than you running backs. So uh, I'm sure you've got a guy on your bench that you're going to kind of question playing. That mm-hmm. you, uh, this, if you've got Torrey Smith, this would be a week to uh, to sit him. Now, our number two, some people may be surprised by hearing his name, but we're going with Des Bryant. He Time only, for injury issues. Yeah, only had four catches for 22 yards last week against the Giants, and he's playing with a mild foot sprain, and he's playing Kansas City, who was ranked ninth last year in the past, and they do have Brandon Flowers and Eric Berry are both healthy, so... They have good secondary it's gonna be It's going to be a tough matchup, and, you know, we'll see what happens. And I'm sure Bryant's still going to put up, you know, some stats, but... Uh, He's one of those guys, you know, you're hoping for a two-touchdown performance next week, mm-hmm. 100 yards. I, I wouldn't count on that. Yeah. And finally, we're going to finish off with Greg Jennings. He's still not on the same page with Christian Ponders, and he only had two catches for 25, uh, 24 yards last week, and he'll even have an even tougher matchup this week against Chicago, who was last year again in pass defense. So, like he's we said those, earlier, he's got uh, some one, gas one man show. Tank, but one I mean, man show it's very hand. minimal. Yeah. He'll have a decent game from time to time. Um, mm-hmm. Still a guy that, you know, could be, you know, if you've got a couple, two flex spots, if it's kind of a deep league, uh, that I could see starting on some teams, but uh, one of those guys I wouldn't suggest this mm-hmm. this week. And our sleeper pick, we're going to go ahead and go with Julian Edelman, who had nine targets for seven catches for 79 yards and two touchdowns last week against, uh, was it Buffalo? I believe it was Buffalo. Yeah, I mean, they got no Amendola, yeah, no, no Vereen, mm-hmm. Gronk still out. Um, and Andre Dobson's probably going to be... Yeah, I mean, especially with a short week. Yeah. He's really the, the only guy... Uh, Brady's familiar with throwing yeah. the ball. Mm-hmm. I mean, Tompkins got his fair amount of targets last week and just not on the same page with Brady. Kimbrough, right? Kimbrough. Yeah. yeah. Um, Edelman, again, being the most familiar, uh, especially with no Amendola, who got a lot of catches last week himself. Uh, Edelman, he's going to get targeted a lot, and uh, he's a guy that can get open. Uh, definitely a guy you're going to want to get in mm-hmm. your lineup if you've got a spot for him this week. I mean, for example, like you got Des Bryant going up against Eric Berry and Brandon Flowers. And you got Julian Edelman on your team. Might be a situation where you might want to. It's not. You wouldn't normally it think that. It sounds crazy, but you, I can almost guarantee you Edelman's going to get you more points this week than Des Bryant. Yeah. Um, tight ends. We'll finish up with tight ends. Uh, some stardoms. Obvious one, Jimmy Graham, but uh, more obvious when you're facing the Tampa Bay defense that was ranked dead last in the past in 2012. Uh, another guy, Julius Thomas, that we talked about earlier. Um, I mean, he's gonna he's gonna prove that he's not a one hit wonder, and uh, the Giants, who were 28th uh, in the past last year, um, expect him to have a big game this week as well. I mean, well, Wes Welker, Demarius Thomas, Eric Decker, they're gonna have to leave somebody open, and uh, Thomas for the interim is gonna be that guy. Uh, and Brent Selleck, uh, a guy who is really not owned in a lot oh, of yeah. leagues. I'm sure he is uh, after still this out week. I'm sure, he's, I'm sure in a lot of leagues he's still out there. 56 uh, receiving yards, one touchdowns last week. I expect an even bigger game against San Diego, who gave up 
67 yards and two touchdowns to Owen Daniels. No Jeremy Macklin there. Mm-hmm. With uh, I'm sure the primary uh, focus uh, for San Diego is going to be LaShawn McCoy. Suggs going to get his uh, targets. A couple of the sit-ems we're going to go with. First sit-em is going to be uh, Fred Davis, two catches last uh, week for 22 yards. Uh, sit, it, sit him until RG3. You see RG3 kind of get back to being the old RG3. Um, they're they're going to get it together. They're going to get it together eventually, but it's not this week. Time. It's not this week. You, 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 you got plenty more options besides him. Um, the, the only th- thing I, I guess we Fred Davis could possibly have a big week is if the Redskins do go down early again and they're forced to throw the ball and get mm-hmm. away from their, their running attack. That's the only way I could see him getting back into it. But but even with that, I, I still don't... It's just uh, too early. It's just too early to, think, it is. to expect him to... There's be better options out there. Yeah. He's, you know... He has the ability to be an all-pro tight end, and he just it's not there yet. And I think eventually it will get there, but come. not week two. Um, another guy, Ed Dixon, don't start him. Uh, Dallas Clark seems to be getting most of the touches out there in Baltimore right no now at the tight end position. And no Pitta. And, uh, yeah, Dallas Clark. You, they were hoping it was going to be Dixon mm-hmm. with no Pitta, but uh, just, just isn't performing. And Dallas Clark, you know, older guy, but he's reliable. Yeah. Uh, and also, finally, we're going to finish off with Zach Miller. Uh, he had a decent week last year with 42 yards receiving on three catches. But uh, don't expect that against the San Francisco defense. And I think this game, Seattle-San Francisco, is going to be a real grinding out type game. You know what I mean? A lot of running, a lot of short passses. and yeah, I mean, It's going to be, yeah, it's gonna be a, a defensive matchup game. It's going to be, a, it's gonna be great, fun to watch. It's going to be a slobber knocker. I'm excited to see it. I mean, Miller didn't have a great week last week. But if you're in a PPR league, I mean, that's seven points. Yeah, That's decent for a guy you probably got. At the very end of your draft, if not just found on, on waivers, um, if he's a guy you were thinking about possibly starting, uh, just because Russell Wilson put up a million pass yards last week, uh, not not a recommendation. Yeah. And uh, finally, we're gonna f- finish off with our sleeper. Uh, we're taking Jordan Cameron, who had a huge week last week with 13 targets for nine catches, 108 yards, and two touchdowns. And he will be playing a Baltimore defense who gave up similar numbers to Julius Thomas last week. <laughs> now, understand. That obviously Julius Thomas is getting balls thrown from Peyton Manning, and and he was a complete surprise right. last week. I and mean, I didn't even know this guy until two days before the game when people kind of started when, when they realized he was going to get the start. Mm-hmm. And with his uh, athletic ability, physical skills, it's got to keep an eye on for because there was a, a chance he could have had a game like he did last week, yeah. uh, and, and he did. Yeah, and understand Jordan Cameron getting the ball thrown by Brandon Whedon, so. Cameron yeah. probably won't put up the, the stats he did last week just because they don't have any other options, whereas Manning did. But uh, being that he is the only real option, he's still going to get his, his share. Yeah, I mean, jo- with Josh Gordon still hurt, I mean, excuse me, still suspended, and, you know, it looks like he has a good relationship with Brandon Whedon. I mean, who's so. going to throw the ball to Greg Little? Exactly. So, nah, good, good, good sleeper pick this week. So that's our uh, sit em stardoms and sleeper picks uh, for week two. Uh, we'll just touch on them real quick before we wrap up the show. Uh, some fantasy news and notes to uh, be aware of for week two. Uh, Gronkowski listed as doubtful, not expected to play. Still no guarantees, you know, playing in week three. But uh, decent chance in week three, especially with New England having some injuries uh, at the tight end position and almost losing last week. Uh, if they lose to the Jets this week, you know, you never want to rush anybody back. But uh, it's definitely a guy you're going to want to get back in your lineup. You're not going to give him, you know, if he's able to get back, they're definitely going to put him in the lineup. Mm-hmm. Uh, some more news out of New England. Shane Vereen out until week 11 with a broken hand. At first, Vereen was the only running back to rush for over 100 yards until, until uh, Shady McCoy. Until McCoy, thing. yeah. Uh, also, another more news, more running back news. Le'Veon Bell now expected to miss another month after initial reports 
of an earlier return. Yeah, uh, I saw that. More I was bad hoping. news for Pittsburgh with Pouncey going down. Now, Bell, the story about Bell. Originally, they, they said Bell could come back you know, as early as you know, week two, week three. But uh... So, like I said, Le'Veon Bell out for another month. Uh, Maurice Pouncey is out for the whole year, which is a big, huge loss for Pittsburgh. Uh, that, I mean, Pittsburgh, it wouldn't shock me if they won four or five games this year. Yeah, they look that bad, yeah. and and they play Cincinnati next, and uh, you know that's going to be a tough game too. So, well, I mean, with Cincinnati, they've got was it James Harrison? Mm-hmm. He's been well, around he's the team. Be, he yeah. knows, yeah, he knows everything there is about Pittsburgh. No, and uh, Brandon Jacobs uh, signed in New York, back with the uh, New York Giants. I mean, he was a guy who uh, I don't think he left New York on the greatest terms. Uh, went to San Francisco last year, where I don't even think he saw the field once. He hurt himself in the preseason. I think he's just kind of a guy there. Really just to uh, kind of put some pressure on David Wilson. And, uh, I mean, Jacobs has an offseason. Isn't Andre work. Brown injured or something like that? Yeah, well? he's that's got a broken leg, I believe. Yeah, and I think they also worked. They were going to work out Willis McGahee this week. Jacobs could, you know, possibly take some goal line carries. But, I, uh, I mean, uh, you know that, what? That's probably I'm about sure it. he still has some football left in him. Yeah, I mean, you know I'm sure he wants He sat a whole year, so I, wants to prove himself. Me, I think but, he does. Uh, I, don't, I don't see really much more than yeah. occasional goal line carry at yeah. most. And, uh, again, the Patriots this week, uh, no Andy, bad no Danny news, Amendola. A lot of bad news in, in New England this week. Amendola is a guy who just can't stay healthy. Exactly, yeah. They've got no Amendola, uh, no Gronk still, now no Vereen. Dobson, the guy who's questionable, did not play last week. Mm-hmm. Patriots are pretty thin. And, and they still find a way to win the game. So it would, big, would it shock you if they brought in, uh, well, I mean, they tried Chad Johnson before, didn't they? Yeah, it didn't work out. <laughs> I mean, is there any veteran no. receivers out there that uh, you could see them possibly bringing in? I mean, T.O. probably still wants to play. Nah, man. I don't. You know, honestly, no. I don't. I don't think there's anyone really out there. Kind of makes you. And wonder. I don't think you want to go. I don't think you want to go in that route anyway anymore. Why? Why do you? Th- I mean, I, I know they they got the rookies and they they'd love for them to develop them. But a guy like Brandon Lloyd, who who played well for you last year, still yeah, sitting out true, there. True. Yeah. I don't. I don't know why they wouldn't uh, yeah. pull the trigger on him. But. So. Uh, that's uh, really all the fantasy news. Still early into this uh, fantasy football year. Uh, how how'd your teams go for you? Three and one last week. Three and one. I went one and one. one, and one. Um, Victor Cruz killed me. Killed you? Yeah. Right, right when I got. I guess I got Peyton Manning in two of my leagues, and you know, like you said, we like you said, so those were automatically locks. Right I uh, the, the the league I lost. I had Stephen Ridley. I expected a lot more from him. Yeah. And Eddie Lacy, who fumbled, uh, got benched in the first half of uh, that San uh, Green Bay San Francisco yeah. game. I uh, still came back and got a touchdown, so he, he did okay for me. But um, Calvin Johnson, the guy who another guy, who did you see the week. the dropped uh, touchdown? No, I didn't know. He basically caught the ball. He had this whole thing happen with him. Was it another one of those situations? Remember, like it was a years back when that, he, the yeah, same thing. Same thing. Again. He just didn't. God, they hate that. They, they, it's kind of a rule that was put in place because it kind of backfired on him. But uh, yeah, I went one and one this week. Team, teams look okay, though. I'm confident. Yeah. I mean, it's, after one week, I'm pretty happy with what I'm, I saw. I'm glad that I didn't go all out on running backs. Not that the running backs won't turn things around, I'm sure. But I'm just not a huge running back guy. I'm not going to spend my first two picks on running backs. Yeah. You know, I'm sure I'll grab one, but I'm not completely unhappy if I get, you know, a, a top receiver in A.J. Green and Calvin Johnson and a top quarterback to go with them. Right. I'm fine with that, you know. Yeah. Because, I mean. I mean, you look at Shane Green, a guy who was pr- probably picked as one of your bench players, ends up being one of the only one of the two running backs that only ran for 100 I mean, yards over the season. The, the thing with running backs, it's slim pickings. You can always still find number two and three receivers mm-hmm. even. They'll still produce, 
But running back, I mean, it's just one of the most injured positions. Those guys take, you know, probably the most beating of anyone on offense. Yeah. And uh, especially when, you know, you can lose goal line carries, things like that. You know, I'm just do you not... Think, do you think... Uh, in Houston, they should be they should keep splitting carries between Arian Foster and Ben Tate. Absolutely, absolutely, I agree too. Yeah, I mean Foster, a great player. They're a team that's going to win games. They got a good defense, you know. And you know what? That should their goal is Super Bowl. They Bowls. should, yeah, exactly. And they should because you know what? They don't want to put why why put all that pressure on him anyways. Sure, I mean he's Foster. They've they've beat the crap out of that guy really mm-hmm. for the past couple of years. They they've really carried him on. I mean, obviously you got Andre Johnson, but uh, Arian Foster has been huge for them. Mm-hmm. He's really carried that team sometimes, and it's just that's a lot of work on one guy's shoulders. Yeah. And it, when you've got a capable back of a Ben Tate, there's no reason not to use him really. Yeah. But uh, I think that's it for the show. Yeah, this week, gonna wrap man. it up the show, show this week. Yeah, uh, make sure to follow us. Uh, multiple multiple ways you can do that. Uh, check out our website, theinandoutshow.com. Again, you can follow the podcast, sports blogs. You can find us on iTunes just by simply searching the In and Out Show. Uh, we pop right up. Uh, we appreciate. Uh, listen to the show, rate and review the show, um, email the show next week. Uh, we definitely want to do uh, a segment with our listeners. Any recommendations we can give you guys, uh, we'd love to do that. And uh, and any comments you guys have, anything you want to... Sure, and our Facebook page as well, facebook.com slash the in and out show. Uh, our Twitter, we had a Twitter, I don't know. Yeah, Twitter's, Twitter's down right now. I'm not a huge Twitter guy. I mean, I have a Twitter, but... You can follow me on, at DMV Grizzly, all one word, but I don't even tweet like that. Though I, I feel like the only reason I have a Twitter is because of football season, just to talk shit at the. Uh, sure. But, gotcha. yeah, it is what it is. but but that's it for the show. We appreciate you guys listening as always, and we will catch you next week for week three in fantasy football. Best of luck, y'all.